I'm Katie J. And I'm Katie H. Welcome to the Katie's. Guess what day it is. It's podcast day. (laughs) I was going to say, it's our 20th episode. It is the most special podcast day because it is our 20th episode. The fact that we've even gotten here, this is for you guys to know, Katie and I had secretly committed to 20 episodes. We were like, hey, no matter what, even if nobody's listening, we're going to record 20 episodes and just see how it goes. We felt like that was the number that the Lord gave us. And look at us. We're here. We're growing. Mm -hmm. We're going to keep going. We're We're not slowing down anytime soon. So this is not the end. We're just full steam ahead. Absolutely. And we're like full of vision and excitement and have ideas and people that we're bringing on to talk to and... Just buckle in with us. Get yeah. ready. Get ready for the ride because we're we're just getting started. Absolutely, I am so excited for what is to come with this because Katie and I were just talking the other night and we really do feel like full of vision for this mm-hmm. and like the Lord has used this in a really special way in our own hearts yeah. in our own lives and then to have the affirmation of people coming up and saying that it has meant something for their life right. is I mean we've said this before but so beyond what we could have asked for because. You know, we're just simple folk. And then to have, have, you know, the Lord um, bless and anoint something that we're doing is just, it's truly a humbling experience. Oh, for sure. It makes, I mean, it just amplifies our need for the Lord and our need for the Holy Spirit to show up in these times. And I think that he's absolutely been faithful to do that. And so we are just really thankful. And um, we've had such a fun time gotten to talk to so many people and there's only so much more to come yeah and we do want to announce something exciting something so fun drum roll please we say all the time (laughs) that we love you guys and we appreciate you but we actually want to show you that we appreciate you we want to celebrate you a little bit and so we're going to be doing a giveaway yay everybody loves a good giveaway um but this giveaway that we're going to be doing is really cool because uh if you have listened to the katie's recommend episode we talked about a lot of resources and so we actually picked a few of the resources that we touched on Mm -hmm. and we're going to be giving them away hand selected things that we love and have read and have signed off on and we want you to have to grow in your own faith yeah absolutely and so we have two daily grace co devotionals Mm -hmm. good ones yes one is called amen from eden to eternity so it's basically like a comprehensive view of the story of scripture and the gospel yeah um and then the other one is called the fruit of the spirit study and these are i believe the eden from from eden to eternity one is about five weeks and then this fruit of the spirit one is three weeks so these are really great bite-sized studies for you to do and we're really excited about these because mm-hmm. i've done know, both love of them, them. they're oh, that's great they're really great i haven't done either of these so i'm yeah. excited that you've done them. yeah no they're really good um and then and they're beautiful i cannot wait for you guys to see them hopefully so we'll pretty. have a really beautiful picture to post of we all will. of them today you'll see it today yes and then our other one which i'm really really excited about because i'm in the middle of reading it myself is felicia masonheimer's book Uh, Stop Calling Me Beautiful. And when I tell you that this is maybe one of the best books I have read, it's just, it's foundational. I think it's really, really great. And it's been a major blessing to both of us, I know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we are beyond thrilled to be giving it away. This is just a Felicia Masonheimer fan podcast. Yes. So so now we're going to really put our money where our mouth is. Notice that's Felicia. (laughs) This is actually just a ploy. (laughs) (laughs) 
I guess we'll have to tag her. <laughs> oh, I guess so. No, we're we're really so excited for you guys yeah. to get the opportunity to read this. But the details of how this is going to work, we're going to have, like I said, the picture on our main Instagram. To enter the giveaway, you just have to be following us and you have to like and have commented. Uh, how many friends are we seeing? I would say like three. Tagging three friends yeah. in the comments of the picture itself. And then sharing it to your story is an extra entry yeah. into the giveaway. So we are looking forward to it. Hopefully this can help you get the word out to some of your friends yes. that might enjoy this and have like-minded interests and desires to follow the Lord. So, um, yeah, and we just can't wait to send some of you this stuff. I know. It is so exciting, especially because we do just love these things so we do. much. And so the idea of sharing it with somebody is just exciting. Yep. Since today is our 20th episode, we were really racking our brains on kind of what we wanted to talk about mm -hmm. um, because we didn't want it to just be like a normal <laughs> episode. Yeah. Well, and this is this topic that we chose is something that we've been talking about yes. for a while. This has been a topic that's been in the back of our minds for at least 10 episodes that we've yeah, been thinking about absolutely. and kind of Katie brought it up and, you know, I, I think it's going to be a valuable one to celebrate this momentous occasion. Yes. <laughs> and so today we're we're taking it back to the basics in a way that I think could be really beneficial for us and also you as a listener. And we're going to be talking about just the loving heart of God. And mm -hmm. that'll bleed into, I'm sure, a conversation about, you know, the obvious loving heart of Jesus and in his ministry. But I think that we spend a lot, if not most of our time on here, you know, stressing how we should react to the love of God in the sense of calling each other up to a higher standard and right. talking about discipleship and talking about all of these things and how to be committed and doing the hard work. Right. We talk well, about and the, the hard work a lot. Yes. But that the fact that the love of God is the fire under yes. us, that is the root of all of these things that exactly. his love is the means by which we have been saved, the means by which we have been changed, the means by which he's given us his spirit. Like yeah. it's all born from love and it's an important thing to talk about. Absolutely. So we wanted to kind of bring it back to that because that is the heart behind this is that you walk away from these episodes feeling called up, but mm -hmm. not only called up, but like you are loved by Jesus because you are loved by Jesus. Yeah. And so we wanted to kind of do this more like personal conversational episode, kind of talking about our own personal like walks and loves with the Lord, because I think that that's one of my most favorite things to do is talk to people like, how do you feel loved by God? Because it is different for everybody. And we're going to get into that. Mm -hmm. But I just think it's just such a special topic. Absolutely. Um, and this one in particular is like near and dear to my heart. This is the first message I ever gave. And it's just been titled love in my Google Docs <laughs> for the last like probably what, five years or something. Yeah. But it was the very first message I gave to a group of high school girls. And I've given it a couple of times in different settings. And this one always inspires the best conversation because just talking about the way that the Lord loves us brings up brings out joy. And so this one's special to me, but I have obviously we've reworked it so that it could be in the podcast format. Mm -hmm. Um, and it doesn't sound like it's for high schoolers, <laughs> but if you're high schoolers though, yeah, absolutely. Love love um, you. if you're one of my high schoolers, you've already heard of it. Stick around. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't heard me. <laughs> yes, exactly. But we do want to get into it. So how do we know that God loves us? individually in our lives because there's so much in scripture about his love and just overarching things. But one thing I want to touch on is 
God speaks to us each so purposefully individually. Mm-hmm. So I think this is where I would really love to just have a conversation and share yeah. in the joy of the Lord. And so, Katie, what is one way or many ways, what are the ways that yeah. the Lord communicates his love so specifically to your heart? Yeah, it's a sweet question to think about because it takes me back to even being a little girl. And I know I've probably talked about this briefly on here, but I like truly some of my earliest memories are like time with the Lord, which sounds really kind of crazy, but um, we know that kids are mm-hmm. near and dear to Jesus's heart and that they're sensitive. And um, I had wonderful parents that have raised me in a home that's filled with the Holy Spirit. And I can remember being a little girl and I dealt with a lot of like anxiety and things like that as a, as a little, little, little lady. And I've talked about this too, but my mom like teaching me how to memorize scripture and how to pray and sing to Jesus when I was afraid and all Mm -hmm. those things. And I have just so many memories of being little and like in my bed and like the fear starts to creep in and just like praising Jesus, like, and thinking about it now as a mom, like makes me so emotional, like considering that Jesus was like, well, you know, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, whatever, that the Lord was near and excited to meet me. Like the second I called out to him as a five-year-old, you know what I mean? Like laying there in my bed that when I cried out to him because I needed him and was afraid that he was there and like remembering the actual feeling of his spirit, like being, being present and comforting me. And, um, like that's just such a sweet memory that I have, but other ways in my life now, and also just throughout my growth as a person that I've felt the love of God include music has always been a big one for me Mm -hmm. and just times like spent either in my car or by myself or in worship where even when I'm not like expecting it or like really like pressing in or whatever but where like a lyric or a moment of worship will just like like really penetrate my heart and either convict me in a really sweet way or encourage me or comfort me in different you know seasons like I just have so many times that I've felt the nearness of God in worship and other ways are just like little intimate ways that I know that he's near to me. If I'm in my car and thinking or praying about something and he will like bring something to mind or bring scripture to mind or like show me something or, um, you know, I'm not one of those people who's like, Oh, I hear like the audible voice of God, like all the time. There've been like a few times, (laughs) but even just in like, gifts of the spirit and like all those different things. It's not even arguable to me that he isn't real and that he isn't near and personal and intentional with his people because I've just seen it too many times. And now specifically in my life, one of the first things I thought of when you asked this question was um, little moments that he shows me his love in like my parenting and Mm -hmm. in my being with my baby. And sometimes my baby will do something and I'm just like, my heart melts. Like he will come up to me and just snuggle me or he'll like laugh or I'll just be like delighted in him, like Mm -hmm. truly just delighted in him. And without fail in those moments, I'm like always brought to the thought of the Lord and like his love for us as a father and like his nurturing heart towards us as his children. Like the true, just when, when my son like looks for me and is excited by me, or if I just see him like loving something and being interested and, um, when I see him light up like that, I am just reminded like that 
that is how the Lord views us. Like he truly intimately loves us and delights in us. And it's not some like far off lofty thing. Like there's things about God that are far off in mysteries, but that love and that personal intimacy is, um, it's beautiful and it's knowable. And a lot of times in those moments, it just makes me like worship or thank him or praise him or turn to his word. Like it's, it's this really sweet reminder and this new understanding of like, oh, this is love. Like this is love that I've never known before. And surely he loves me even more than that because I'm flawed, you know? But what about you? What about you, Katie? That's, I feel like all over the place but no, you know but I think that this could this can be all over the place because I think that God reveals his heart to us in so many different ways um I just think like God has been so faithful to reveal his love through my own like interests like mm. the things that he inclines me towards and then absolutely just meets me in those things oh for sure and so I know I've talked I feel like I've talked 8,000 times on here about just like how much I love being in nature and oh like my gosh. being outside this, and the mountains yes. and the stars and everything. But flowers are a really big one for me. And mm-hmm. I've just always felt like there's something so special and so loving about the way that God has created flowers. And I almost get, I get like emotional talking about it every <laughs> single time. It's so sweet. But because they like provide a function like scientifically we know they're like exchanging carbon dioxide and oxygen like they're cleaning up our air you know what I mean doing all those things and God could have made them to look any type of way or be anything that doesn't like bring about joy in us and yet they're so beautiful and they bring people so much joy. And I think of that as just being exactly like the heart of the Lord encapsulated in one thing. Cause it's like, here's this thing. It provides a service. It provides a function. There's, you know, God doesn't put useless things on this earth, but then he also makes it beautiful and he makes it enjoyable. And then people can delight in that and take joy in it. And so flowers have always been a big thing for me where I'm like, I'll see them and I just feel the overwhelming love of the Lord because that has been like my view of them for years is like, no, like the Lord loves us. He desires for us to delight in the things that he has created. And I mean, I know I've shared a lot about like the stars on here. Like that's a big thing for me. Mm -hmm. Again, the same thing of like the Lord has made these things beautiful and to be enjoyed. And that speaks so much to like, to my heart. And one thing that I've always said when giving this message or talking about it with people is just the Lord speaks to the soft parts of your heart. So Mm -hmm. what is vulnerable and what is available for the Lord to take hold of in your heart, he's going to take hold of. And for me, it's nature. And so the Lord is speaking through that. That's a soft part in my heart. And the Lord is going to use that. And I mean, there are other ways. I know I've talked on here about like how amazing I think it is that people have favorite colors. Like that is something so crazy to me. Again, yeah. like the Lord delights in seeing us find joy. Like he could have made it so we couldn't even see color or that we didn't even care about it. And yet we have the capability in our brains to see a color and it brings us more joy than the others. Yeah. And it's just like, what in the world? Right. That like beauty is valuable to him. And exactly. that there's he could just be a God of function and order yeah. and all those things, which he, he is and is, is obvious in the finest details of everything that he's yeah. made. But 
that he also <laughs> is like gentle and kind and loves beautiful things and yeah. has like m- made us with these inclinations towards beauty. And yeah. like, it's not meaningless. It's, no. it's incredibly important and a life without, without beauty is, is half a life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and I think that a big part of this too, and this is something that I really think that the Lord has gifted me in particular with this ability to see these little things as just gifts from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that I've like really committed to not losing in life. Yeah, the (laughs) wonder. Is the wonder. There's this quote, I'm sure it was just like a Pinterest quote or something, but it was (laughs) talking about in order to keep a flame burning, you have to set fire to the little things. And that is something that Mm. I have like clung to and some 17 year old girl in her feels probably wrote that and you know what it's <laughs> ministering to my heart so thanks for that but um you know what I mean like when you see something setting it setting it on fire like that is a that is a gift from the Lord mm-hmm. you know like attributing it to Jesus these things that bring you joy and these things that are ministering to you I was seeing there was a guy and his son I was on out in Coronado Island, I don't know, two nights ago or something. And there was this guy there with his son and his son was like in a wheelchair and he had like the whole setup in front of him and he was watching Mulan on his, like on his cell phone. And the dad was just spending time with his son there. And it was just a sweet moment. And I said, thank you, Lord, that I got to witness that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like these little things. And I think that that has done me well in life. For sure. That I attribute those things to the Lord and that I see them as gifts because I very much feel loved by the Lord. Like I do not feel like I am an outsider in the kingdom. Like I feel a lot of belonging because I have allowed myself to believe that those things are gifts. And so I think that there is so much joy to be had in that. I think this brings up the topic of like sensitivity mm-hmm. and vulnerability. And I would, there's a couple of different, I'm going to like collect my thoughts yeah. here, but I think as women in particular, that God has given us an affinity for beauty and for details and for like bringing things beyond just function. Yeah. And in a lot of different areas, like not just the home or anything, but that's a really good example of it, right? Yeah. Is that a lot of times dudes are like, why do we need all these pillows. Like we yeah. don't, like we need two pillows to sleep on. Like we're good, but yeah. we're like, no, there's, and it's, you don't need 20,000 pillows, but like there is something beautiful and comfortable. And like, we're able to see things in a different way yeah. in general. But, um, I relate to the feeling of being like, am I, am I broken? Like, am I missing something mm. because I'm not sensitive or because I don't cry or because like, I, I remember feeling seriously like, from the time I was a teenager until a couple years ago, like I don't cry. Yeah. I, I see all this. I can't, (laughs) unfortunately. no, seriously, but just, just feeling like what is, what is wrong with me? And then for a while I was like kind of frustrated and like almost bitter by that fact. And like, then I made it like, okay, well I just, I'm just not sensitive. Yeah. You know, like that's just not who I am. And then I was challenged by someone to ask the Lord (laughs) for that. And didn't happen overnight, but I remember in particular one time in worship when I was, I was just begging the Lord. I was like, I like feel like I'm feeling half of things. Like I don't feel like I'm feeling things the way they're supposed to be. And a lot of this came about in times of depression. And we've talked about that, but I was just asking, I was really like 
really asking him to help me to be sensitive. And this like dam broke up in <laughs> inside of me. And, you know, I, I'm not someone who thinks you have to have these like emotional experiences to have like yeah powerful worship or anything like that. But there was this just really powerful time in a small group setting of like this dam broke open. The spirit of God softened my heart, like in an instant broke this like ice off of me. And I was just weeping. Like I was just, all of these years of tears had come out that were like bottled up by depression and, you know, hopelessness and all these other things. And it just came rushing out of me. And I joke now that since then, it's like the turn of a dime. I'm crying and I'm soft and I'm weepy. And, um, I don't think you have to be weepy to be sensitive, but I would encourage you that if you're feeling like I'm just broken or like, I'm not a, like, I'm not even a real girl or like, yeah. I, even if you're a guy, like, I just don't feel things like we, my husband has talked about this too, that he just remembers from his earliest days being really like a sensitive kid. And some things happened that kind of shut that off <laughs> in his yeah. life and, um, cut it off. And it was something that he had to do some counseling and to seek the Lord on as well. But like gradually over time, it's, it has been something that God has changed in him, that he has become soft hearted and sensitive. And those things aren't a weakness. They've actually in both of our lives separately as a couple in ministry and all these different areas, they've made us more effective. And so if it's something that you're like, Hey, like, that's great. That's not me. As you're hearing Katie talk (laughs) about (laughs) her beautiful, just God given (laughs) sensitivity and vulnerability. It's something you can ask the Lord for. Yeah. You can ask him like, Hey, how have you made me? Like, what have you called me? Like, I'm not what the world has called me. I'm not what I've called myself. What have you called me? And how have you made me to, to be and to feel and to express emotion? And emotion isn't a bad thing. It's a bad thing when it runs our lives, but emotion is important and it tells us things and it allows us to connect with the Lord and it's not invaluable. Yeah. I, I would say that I've had the opposite problem of like over-emotional. Well, not even, (laughs) Not even necessary. I mean, obviously, there have been times in my life when I've been over emotional, mm-hmm. but being so like uncomfortable in my own emotion because I do like to have control over like I like to know that I have control over what I'm saying and what I'm doing and what I'm thinking, you know, like all of those things. Mm-hmm. And in these moments where I'm just like hit by the spirit, like that is not necessarily like right. something that's super neatly in my control. Like I the Lord moves me to tears often. And right. it's been honestly more recently that's like increased. And I think it's because I was becoming really uncomfortable with it. Mm. And the Lord was like, nope, nope. Like you don't get to be uncomfortable with it because this is something that I have given you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I like, Katie knows there have been times I'll be crying and I'm like, I hate crying. (laughs) It's like, but I do it so often because, because the Lord like moves my heart in that way. And then it brings me to tears. And I think that there is something I've like fought against that for a really long time because I don't want to come across like that unhinged girl that's like always <laughs> crying in the corner and it's like, can you actually just get it together? And that's not me, but you know what I right. mean? Like I, that's not you at all. <laughs> I, right. And I know that in my, in my brain, but then knowing it in my heart of like, no, like this is a, this is something that the Lord is using. Mm-hmm. Like he's using the softness in my heart. He's using my sensitivity right. to deepen my relationship with him, but then also to be able to communicate these Mm -hmm. joys and these loves to other people and not looking down on that because it's something that's, you know, it feels out of my control. For sure. So I think that there's two sides to that coin of feeling like, 
oh my gosh, I don't have emotions, but also, oh my gosh, I feel like a basket case. Right. And it's like, no, neither of those are true. But the Lord has made us with inclinations and that's okay. Absolutely. Absolutely it is. Yeah. And I I think too that the ways that God has made us are not problems in and of themselves, right? Yeah. That the like personality dispositions are like diverse and and beautiful and important in the kingdom of God. But like anything, they have to be submitted to the Lord. We talk, yeah. you know, ding, get that yeah. <laughs> um, but they have to be submitted to the Lord. And there is like, like you're saying, there's been incredible fruit in your life of your just quickness to yeah. sensitivity and to deep feeling. And it's not that I don't feel deeply because I do, yeah. but there's also been great like benefit in my life towards my like logical nature yeah. and my it's not criticism or critical thinking. It's yeah. just like a, it's like an even keel. Well, like a, like like a rational thinking kind of thing. Like yeah. it's benefited me in ministry. It's benefited me in personal <laughs> pursuits and all that stuff. But either of those things unchecked yeah. are going to be a problem. And either of those things unchecked are going to actually like harm our ministry and our ability to love other people appropriately. Um, Mine makes me cold. Yours makes you overly hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and there's this like sweet way that the Lord meets us and loves us as who he's made us to be that like balances and yeah. brings us together as friends mm -hmm. with those different abilities and skills, but also into his body and into greater like representation of him. Yeah. And so um, he is understanding and compassionate and patient but we all have we all have growing to do absolutely I want to move on to our next thing yeah. which is um God shows his love through correction and like this isn't as fun and romantic as the last point for right. sure but it is so important to bring up and I have a, a nice chunk of scripture here from Hosea chapter 11 that I just wanted to read. Mm -hmm. um, it says, when Israel was a child, I loved him and I called my son out of Egypt. But the more I called to him, the further he moved from me, offering sacrifices to the images of Baal and burning incense to idols. I myself taught Israel how to walk, leading him along by the hand, but he doesn't know or even care that it was I who took care of him. I led Israel along with my ropes of kindness and love. I lifted the yoke from his neck and I myself stooped to feed him. But since my people refuse to return to me, they will return to Egypt and will be forced to serve Assyria. War will swirl around their cities. Their enemies will crash through their gates. They will destroy them, trapping them in their own evil plans. For my people are determined to desert me. They call me the most high, but they don't truly honor me. Oh, how can I give you up, Israel? How can I let you go? How can I destroy you? Like these two cities I cannot pronounce. <laughs> my heart is torn within me and my compassion overflows. No, I will not unleash my fierce anger. I will not completely destroy Israel. For I am God and not a mere mortal. I am the Holy One living among you and I will not come to destroy. For someday the people will follow me. I, the Lord, will roar like a lion. And when I roar... My people will return trembling from the West, like a flock of birds. They will come from Egypt, trembling like doves. They will return from Assyria and I will bring them home again, says the Lord. Ugh. It's just like Chills. so, so good. And this particular passage is depicting Israel as a child. 
And I think that there's something so great about that imagery of like the parent-child relationship. God is talking about teaching Israel how to walk. Like he stooped to feed them, like all of this stuff, like a father protects and nurtures his son. Mm -hmm. And I think that that imagery brings up exactly why this correction is love. And that is because God's God's correction is always to spare us from the from the damnation we deserve. And I think that we see that in this passage, he's talking about all the things that he could do. Like he could let them be destroyed like these other cities. He could completely wipe out Israel. Right. Like he's saying, like, I this is justified. Yeah. But like how how could I? Yeah. My compassion overflows. Exactly. You're my children. I adore you. And I'm going to let you face yeah. what you are putting yourself in the path of. Absolutely. But I'm, I'm not deserting you. Yeah. And someday I'm going to call you by name and I'm going to call you to myself and you're going to return running to me because I am yeah. the Lord your God because I love you. It's incredibly powerful. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think that we could spend so much time talking about the Lord's correction, but we all know, like we know the the love of good parents who correct us out of love. And that doesn't make us run from them. That makes us inclined to respect and to follow them and to love them. Well, and maybe you haven't known that. Exactly. Maybe yeah. you haven't known that. And your view of discipline and correction is cruel or angry yeah. or, you know, negative and skewed. And I'm so sorry that that's been your experience. And I think we've all had moments where we've been disciplined incorrectly. Yeah. We all know that feeling of feeling made small or <laughs> being just punished, but that is not God. Those people are not representations of the way that God's discipline yeah. is because his discipline is perfect. His correction is worthwhile and it doesn't always feel lovey-dovey, right. but you're never going to receive the correction of the Lord and look back and say, that was horrible and I wish it never happened. Like if you're someone who's seeking the Lord and responding to and being sensitive to his correction, you're only going to look back and see the beauty of it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's so many times I can look back in my life and see like the correction of the Lord. And yeah. um, How long do we have? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 30,000. <laughs> um, no, but I think that there are so many times and there has never... I mean, I don't look back and think, wow, that was a really comfortable time of life. But I do look <laughs> back and I think the Lord spared me from so, so much. Well, and you can think, wow, what a fruitful time of exactly, life. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so it might not feel comfortable or cushy in the moment, but it is absolutely fruitful Amen. and beautiful and loving. Amen. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. And then God communicates his love through his word. Um plain and simple. Read his word, know his love. Like there's so much there to be gleaned. I mean, so the much. whole thing is I there mean, to if, be gleaned. <laughs> if we were, we would spend a whole season on this podcast. Yeah. We could spend the whole podcast just talking about the way that the word of God speaks about love, teaches yeah. us how to love, shows examples of love, tells us explicitly what God's love is like. But we just need to tell you to turn to his word. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we have whole episode on why it's worth your time and yes. ways to get started and why we should love it. But just, I encourage you, I implore you actually, that the only thing that's going to change your heart is intimacy with God, communion with his spirit, and also the word being just rooted in yeah. you, written on your forehead, written on your heart, 
implanted in every part of your being. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to read 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Mm -hmm. And most of us have heard it, but it's always worth reading again. Uh, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Yeah. God is love. (laughs) So we can assume all of those characteristics are accurate to his character. And I think that that is just one tiny verse in the whole galaxy of verses that is the Bible that communicates like this is what the Lord is. And these are the ways that he loves. And it's through that through that list. He's patient and kind and he doesn't envy and he doesn't boast and he's Mm -hmm. patient. I already said that, but I, (laughs) we need extra patience. (laughs) Um, you know what I mean? Like he's just in all of these things. And so I think that that verse is just kind of a comprehensive, Mm -hmm. like look at what the Lord is and therefore look at what you should be. And it's a calling to a higher standard in love. And that's, That's beautiful that the Lord has put that there for us. We don't have to be confused. It's true. And I think about, you know, that's like the wedding passage. (laughs) If you've ever been to a wedding, especially a Christian wedding, that has been read. And it's like so sweet and always makes me emotional, right? Seeing a couple that like really loves each other and like loves the Lord, just being like so hopeful and like really seeing these things in the other person and in how they like treat the other person. But if your hope is in, like people or circumstances in your life to find and receive this love, you're going to be let down really fast. Like if this is, you know, the standard that you have for other people and if you're not finding it, you're going to look elsewhere, right? Like, especially in marriage, let's just say like, this person isn't loving me all these ways. Like I'm unhappy. No one, no one can love like this in our flesh. No one has the capacity to love perfectly. And so like you're saying exactly, God is love that we have access to this perfect love, to all of these things, to a love that is not arrogant or irritable or resentful, that is kind and gentle and true, right? That we can receive that from the one who made us and knows how to give it to us best. And if we're finding it there, it puts us in a much better position to love other people correctly and to have grace for other people and to receive love from them in a correct way. Um, just, just a thought there. Yeah, absolutely. Our, our next way that we know that God loves us is through other Christians, through our community. And Mm -hmm. I think that I don't want to belabor it too much. We talk about community all the time on here, but Mm -hmm. God created us in his image and he's a loving God. Therefore Christians are loving people who try to exhibit the love and understanding of Christ. Fellowshipping with others opens the door for great conversations about the love of God and understanding it from other people's points of view, like like we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. Um, God communicates to Katie's heart differently than he communicates to my heart, differently than he communicates to your heart. And um, we want to know how the Lord communicates to your heart and we'll have opportunity for you to share that with us. But the Lord has given you community because we are all reflecting different parts of the Lord. And when we come together as a body, we get the full view Mm -hmm. of who Jesus is and 
who he came to be. And I think that we, we have fragmented views of God's love when we're not deeply entrenched in community. Yeah. And we know this goes wrong and we know that those who claim Christ (laughs) have hurt people many times. And I know I've been hurt by people and I know people I love have been hurt by other Christians and, um, it doesn't always like work out perfectly, but that doesn't mean that it isn't vital and important and worthwhile to pursue. And I think we have a lot of grace for ourselves in general and can be very hard on other people. And, you know, it doesn't mean that you need to put yourself in a position of abuse or like things like that. But we've, again, kind of belabored this point in a from a million different directions. Yeah. The idea of commitment and love and steadfastness and forgiveness and like all these things that we've talked about that we actually are not really called to seeking out our own welfare as a lifestyle yeah. as Christians. And uh, that's uncomfortable. That's very not the world we live in, <laughs> but seeking the welfare of other Christians and loving them um, in the world, but we're talking about like within the body right now that seeking the welfare of other believers, putting them before yourself, loving them, being this love that is not irritable or resentful or holding record of wrongs yeah. that is patient. Um, being that is the best way to change what you see wrong in the body of yeah. Christ. That being that example, if you're saying like, you know, the Christians out there, like they're not, they're not doing A, B and C correctly. Okay. Do it correctly. Yeah. All right, do it. Okay, do it. (laughs) Like, like we're we're trying. (laughs) Seriously, we're trying. We're trying our best. And if we can have grace for each other and a high standard for ourselves, it sets us up to actually love well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that that is so important because you are community for other people Mm -hmm. uh, just as much as other people are community for you. And so um, just like you're saying, reflect what you want to see. We want to kind of put a bow on this episode Mm -hmm. with kind of just a call to action to surround yourself with loving Christians. Try to notice the simple things in life because God is communicating to you through the simple things in life. Mm -hmm. Read the Bible, accept God's correction. You will begin to notice the way that God's love looks in your life. Yeah. And ask. Yes. Ask, present yourself before the Lord. Ask him to make you sensitive. Ask him to, you know, Again, thinking about the difference in what Katie and I are talking about personally, like in our own lives, like God is able to soften my heart and he is able to root her sensitivity in himself and to strengthen it and support it. And, you know, he has what you lack, whatever that is. Absolutely. And one super practical thing I think that you could do is honestly just like making a list, make a list of the things that um Love speak a good to list. your heart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a big list girl. Me too. Um and I have this list somewhere just of things that genuinely like you know it just brings you like God-given joy and mm-hmm. you know God's love because of it. And if that's like some of the harder seasons you've been through, like write that down. Or if that is like I've been talking about, like these little things, write that down because yes, I think there's so much value in like leaving a trail for yourself yes. Amen. to find in different seasons of life. Specifically what you just said about remembering, like that's a huge thing. The idea of 
throughout the Bible, building altars, yes. right? The idea of we know God's love. And I, I was thinking this earlier and forgot to say it. One of the main ways I know God's love in my life is through the testimony of what he's yes. done through his faithfulness to me Absolutely. around every corner, around everything that I thought was hopeless, around everything that I was sure was going to be disappointing. Yeah. Um, and some things that I'm still hoping are not going to be disappointing. Right. Yeah. But like he has been faithful and kind to me and I've been able to benefit from watching other believers share the ways that God has been faithful and kind to them and setting that paper trail for yourself. Like you're saying of, you know what, whatever my heart is telling me right now, this is what's true. Yeah. This is what he's done. This is who he is because we don't always feel it, but we can know. Yeah. We can know in our, in our brains and, and what's just <laughs> true and written and remembered. Absolutely. So we want to leave you just by saying that God loves you. He desires to have your heart fully committed to him and we love you. And we're so excited. We that do. We love you. You guys have continued to listen and mm -hmm. um we just are full of hope for what this this will be yes and katie i'm so thankful for for you and for your friendship and it's so so wonderful to have um these conversations and just yeah. to be reminded of god as a personal and intimate god and just the gift yeah. of each other that he's given in the body and it's just it's so cool to have these conversations yes all right so on that note love you guys and we will talk to you soon bye